Hello, friend, and welcome back to the Pretty Decent Podcast, a show where we talk all about creative business and working for yourself and how it feels to try really hard at something that you care a lot about. I'm your host, Lexi Merritt, and yes, my voice does sound like this. I'm recovering from COVID and just doing the best I can. And that is what today's episode is all about doing the best that we can under the circumstances that we have and why that is particularly challenging this time of year. So I'm recording this on January 6th, 2022. Uh, I am, like I said, recovering from a bout of COVID, the first one I've gotten. So I am not familiar with this feeling and it was a really, mine was not mild. It was tough (laughs) sickness. And it's a tough time to be this under the weather. I don't have a lot of energy in my body. I have a lot of brain fog. I'm really struggling to get up and get to my desk every day. And I'm in the middle of hosting three nights in a row of vision boarding workshops. So last night I hosted one all about money. The night before I hosted a vision boarding workshop about time. And tonight we're closing that out with a vision boarding workshop about motivation. So I've had a really busy week and it hasn't been easy to manage all of that on top of not really feeling well. And I'm not saying this because I want anyone to feel bad for me. I'm saying this because I think it's important that we acknowledge that we are human beings. I think a lot of times this is something that's still shocking to me because I mean, I know I have like a decent, you know, sometimes I get videos that get a decent number of views, or I have a decent number of followers on Instagram or whatever it might be. But to me, I am still in the very beginnings of my entrepreneurship journey. But still, I mean, a lot of times friends and family will talk about what I do, making this type of podcast or how often I show up on social media or the business that I have built over the course of the last several years. And they'll say things like, well, I don't know how you do it you do so much, you're always working, all of these things. And while I appreciate that, it always feels to me like everyone's like almost like playing an elaborate joke on me because to me, it still almost always feels like I'm not doing enough. That is a feeling that I still grapple with all the time, despite the fact that I have spent years working with people with other entrepreneurs, helping them work through those feelings, despite the fact that I spent years working with an author who wrote an entire book about not feeling like enough. It is challenging to do this. And I don't think it stops being challenging just because the topic is something that we care a lot about, or just because we are able to be helpful to other people. Something that we talk about a lot in Pretty Decent is this idea that you don't have to be an expert in order to share your ideas with other people and get paid for it, right? The metaphor I always use is that you don't have to be able to be in the penthouse and helping people on the ground floor. You can be on the sixth floor and send the elevator one floor down and just bring people from five to six and that can be enough. But somehow still when it's me who's sitting in my room not feeling well, knowing that today's Thursday and I need to get out a podcast, the, the microphone in my head is still picking up this just unkind language about myself. So one, I'm here to normalize it. And two, 
I want to share some of the strategies that I will use when I am just not feeling like anything that I'm doing is good enough. A few months ago, I found myself, you know, as we all do, scrolling through Pretty Decent's Instagram feed. Um, And if, again, there had been a microphone in my head at the time, it would have picked up the sounds of a hater, right? There was a hater in my brain being really rude to me about the way that my Instagram feed looked. I thought, this looks like shit. I was like archiving things randomly that didn't fit this aesthetic that I had in my head. And I was making that, you know, very simple thing of, I don't really like the way that these colors look together right now. I don't think this looks very professional. I was making it mean a lot more, a lot bigger things than it was, right? I was like, well, this is why I haven't made a million dollars. This is why my newsletter list isn't as big as so-and-so's. And And naturally, you can hear, even in me saying that, that my response was comparison. I went and looked at all of these other Instagram accounts and creators in my same industry who were doing a much better job, I felt, than me at branding. They had the perfectly kerned fonts and texts and their color-coordinated feeds and It seemed like they were always sharing such helpful deep dives information. And I knew from what they were presenting that they were making a lot more money. And I was just, I felt so, I just didn't feel like what I was doing was good enough. And in my body that felt tense, right? If I had done a scan in that moment, I would have noticed that my shoulders were clenched up and that my chest was feeling really tight. And one thing is for sure, it did not feel good. And so luckily I was able to catch myself before I archived my entire Instagram feed and quit social media and gave up on the business and all of my hopes and dreams. And I instead decided to be more intentional about my reaction. And in doing that, a single thought popped into my head. And that was the thought that no, Lexi, this is not as good as it could be but it is good enough for now. And I'm going to let that be okay. I think about this concept of good enough a lot, especially because I'm a really big believer and proponent of beta testing products and services before you professionalize them. And what I mean by that is, let's say that you want to launch an online course. I'm a huge believer in getting a small group of early adopters and passionate people together charging them less than you intend to charge for the full course and doing it live or doing it in a small group setting or doing it without all the bells and whistles first before you spend all of that money on a you know professional graphic designer, video editor, all of those things because I think you need the data and the evidence that what you want to do is profitable, it's needed, it's helpful, it's valuable before you go and invest all of your resources, time, money, energy, motivation into building out the thing, right? And so inherent in that concept is this need to be okay with something being good enough and not being perfect. But no matter how important I sit here in my, you know, soapbox and say that is that it's really important to to test your ideas quickly and Uh, you know, get things out and send things before they're ready. I still, I mean, I know firsthand how challenging it can be 
for people like me who do struggle with perfectionism to accept this idea of good enough, especially when it comes to our work, right? I'm a little bit better about something being good enough when I was working a full-time job and it was less personal to me. But things that have my face and my name and all of my heart and you know soul in them, being okay with good enough when it comes to something like that is a lot more challenging. To be clear, I am I'm perfectly fine with the idea of cutting corners and that's a huge part of the reason why it was so hard for me to recognize my perfectionism for many years. I am proud of being a lazy person and there are a lot of places in life where being good enough is perfectly good enough for me. Cleaning, for example, putting away laundry. I'm quick to throw together like a quick social media post and be like, yeah, this works and then share it just to see what happens. Uh, This podcast is a repurposing of a blog post that I wrote a few months ago. It's fine with me. I'm quick to write a newsletter like an hour before I'm supposed to send it. And I am not a big proofreader, right? I have plenty of run-on sentences and mistakes in my work. And those don't bother me so much. There are a lot of places where I am okay with good enough. And I think part of that is that I have this guiding principle that everything is an experiment that can be learned from. But still, with all of those high-minded ideals, I will still find myself laying in the dark, staring into my iPhone, and critiquing harshly myself for not being better, for not being more organized or more interesting or more creative or more clean or whatever it is. When I first started the study, our membership, it really bothered me that my slides always looked like crap. I remember buying these $1,000 programs and being stunned by how janky the design of some of the materials looked. And I hated the idea, this made-up idea that I completely invented without any evidence, of course. I hated that idea that my students might feel the same way. And if I scroll too long on social media unintentionally, I'm bound to run into a post from somebody else who is doing something similar to me. It's hard in those moments not to compare. I often find myself becoming very critical of my own content, archiving and hiding posts that I no longer deem worthy. So I share all of that to say, it's hard for me to accept that I might be a perfectionist because I do see myself still as so lazy or such a half-asser, or not perfect. It's like, how can I be a perfectionist if everything I'm putting out isn't perfect? But what I notice is that I get to the point where I just say, fuck it, right? I get to the point where I'm like, oh, fuck it, whatever, just throw it out. And I put things until the very last second so that I have no choice but to do that. And I think that is still a function of perfectionism. Because I'm not doing that because it's a super intentional strategy. I'm doing that because it's almost like a defense mechanism against my own feelings of inadequacy. So all of that being said, I want to share a little bit about what I've learned about perfectionism um, and how I've worked through it myself. So one thing I really love and I'm a nerd about is the world of Clifton Strengths. If you've never heard of it, it's like from Gallup, it's essentially this test that you can take and it'll tell you what your top 10 strengths are and in what areas. So in the world of Clifton strengths, perfectionism, well, all of them are framed as strengths. Everything you could think of is framed as a strengths. 
I'm fun fact, discipline is my very last strength. That doesn't mean it's a weakness. It means it's the place where I get the least energy. And that's really important. So in Clifton Strengths, perfectionism is called being a maximizer. And from their website, it says that people that are exceptionally talented in the maximizer theme focus on strengths as a way to stimulate personal and group excellence. They seek to transform something strong into something superb. I love this perspective because it turns something that, for me, feels like a creative block into something to be cherished. And the challenge for maximizers, of course, is accepting that, one, it may not ever be as good as you imagine it could be in your head, but that doesn't mean that it's not serving the purpose that you need it to. No, my course slides are not perfect, but people who come to classes in our membership do learn and make connections and make progress on their goals. And so I can decide to let that be good enough. Two, I will say that often the people that we compare ourselves to when we're in that pit of not feeling like good enough have a bit more resources at their disposal. There are two companies that I default to comparing pretty decent to. They both have teams of at least four or more people. I do not. <laughs> and so as while at the surface level, I can look at those individuals or those teams and say, they must have something I don't, or they must know something I don't. And that may be true. They may have more experience or they may have a strategy that is working better for them than I am. They also aren't in their rooms by themselves every single day trying to figure it out. They are working with teams. They, are, they have more resources at their disposal. They've probably been doing this for longer than I have, and that's okay. Beyonce has 24 hours in a day. Everybody loves to say that, and it's true, but Beyonce also has a hell of a team. And that Instagram account that you're comparing your feed to may be run by multiple dedicated employees who have full-time salaries, and who knows what that work environment is really like. You having a smaller budget of time, of money, of energy, whatever, doesn't mean that your work is less valuable. It just may need to be a little rougher around the edges for now. So to sum this all up, for me, you know, this idea of accepting good enough or reframing perfectionism as a strength all comes down to being comfortable in that messy middle space, the space between where I started and where I want to be, aka the space I'm in right now. I am a dreamer like a lot of you. I have a lot of visions about what I want my life and my work and my art and my writing and my podcast and my social media. I have a lot of ideas about what I want those things to look like or to feel like. But I'm also one person and I'm working mostly alone with a little bit more money than I had before, but not quite enough for a full-time team. And so just like, you know, that act of reframing perfectionist into maximizer turned that closed door into an expansive window, it's possible for me to practice existing in the discomfort of being in between without having to make it mean something about who I really am or what the value of my work is even right now when it's messy or disorganized or not quite as good as I know it could be. So that's my rant. 
that's my self-talk. That's my pep talk for you, for me, for all of us. As usual, I have a few other quick tips for perfectionists in creative business. One, the only secret I know to leveling up or hitting the next level or whatever you want to call it, the only secret I know is to keep moving forward. The more you try, the more you get feedback and then try again, the more data you're going to have about what works and what doesn't work for you and your customers. With that clarity is going to come sales. With those sales is going to come budgets. And with those budgets is going to come help. Two, that being said, there are likely ways that you can ask for help now. Are there service providers that you can trade with? Can you hire someone a few hours a week just to start? Are there people in your life who are not right now at home maybe pulling their fair share? I would recommend spending a week tracking your time and observing the places where you're really spending a lot of it and asking yourself, who can I ask for help with this? And then lastly, number three, I would say when in doubt, remember to come back to the question. The, the pretty decent question, what do I secretly want to do all day? Ask yourself that question and then plan for it. In my opinion, this is the only optimization that truly matters. Prune your task list for the things that you are doing because you feel like you should do them, only because you're supposed to do them, and measure your big strategic, big picture decisions against how do you actually want to spend your time? Do you really need a rebrand or do you just need a break? Thank you so much for listening. As always, I would love for you to leave a review or, I don't know, rate this podcast in whatever format you listen. I also would love to invite you to join us in the study, our private membership for creative business owners here at the Pretty Decent Internet Cafe. In the study, we meet at least once a week, usually uh, twice a week for deep dive lessons, for community support circles. It is really a comprehensive community space for creative thinkers who want to work for themselves or who are growing substantial businesses and who just know that they need people to talk to about the process of doing that. So if you're interested in joining, you can do that at www.prettydecent.org. I will see you in the next episode where hopefully my voice will sound a little bit better. And yeah, thank you for listening. I'll see you on the other side. Bye.